The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. The Morning Wood Show. What's his name? These nuts. These nuts. The Morning Wood Show with these nuts. Here are your hosts, Tyron Woodley and Dean Thomas. What's up, guys? And we're back. It's been a little minute, and we're back at you. This is the Morning Wood Show with these nuts. Ah. Ah. What's up, Dean? Man, what's happening, man? It has been a minute. You know, and everywhere I go, people go, man, when y'all coming back with another with another episode, I go, man, just no, chill, man. man. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on right now, but yeah. we coming back. Don't worry. And speaking of that, because I know we're going to get on me. I went hell. Well, let's get on you. What the me. hell was you and Matt Sarah doing on <laughs> Dana White looking for a fight? <laughs> man, out there. I, man, look, sometimes I don't even know, man. Like, we just, we film like three days straight and we just do a bunch of stuff. And I forget about half the stuff that we do until we watch the episode. I'm like, and I look back at that and I go, what the hell were we doing? I don't even know, man. Well, it's dope. Look, the homie Eli, Eli um, from uh, Rufus, you know, got to put it down, did his thing. So that was dope to see that. I saw that he uh, might be getting a contract to the UFC potentially. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing, yeah, man. I see yeah, you, you got to be proud of him, man, because he took that fight on two days' notice. That fight was actually meant for uh for Shorty Torres. And Shorty, oh, sure. yeah, so Shorty got hurt and couldn't make it, and then they asked Eli to take it. Eli took it on two days' notice, went out there, knocked the dude out, and and as far as I know, he got signed. So he should yeah, be fighting. Well, hey, we are here. We are here in these streets, and you know that's what it's all about. When you're a young fighter like that, you have to be ready to step up at any time. You got to be... 60 to 70 percent in shape you don't have the luxury of you know taking a month off and you got to be hungry and you got to be ready so hats off to my man eli for you know doing it the right way these new amateur and these new beginner pros and they think they got time to just sit around you know no you got to just i fought like five times in the year the first time i uh my first year fighting it so uh-huh. um that's what you got to do yeah, these young guys, they got to always be ready. I mean, it, it kind of gets on my nerves because, you know, Tyron, I'm in the gym with, you know, a lot of up-and-coming yeah. fighters. And, and when they're not true. ready to take fights, man, yeah, no kidding. But when they're not ready to take fights, it's like, like, dude, like, is this what you want in your life? Because and they put it on God, they want it, right? Yeah. Yeah, they say they want it. But when the opportunities come knocking, they don't, they ain't there to answer. And you have to be there to answer. Yeah, right hand on the Bible, they ready, but it don't come up. The time to go. There ain't nobody ready to give out the fame. Yeah, so so uh so looking for a fight, man. So obviously, you know, you know, we're doing we did uh, you know three hundred views in, in two days, man. Three hundred thousand views in two days. So that's uh, yeah. man, I'm I'm very proud of that. But so check it out. If you haven't seen that yet, go to um obviously Dana White looking for a fight, the Cabo episode. We did three hundred thousand views in two days, so check that out, man. Me and Matt Sarah yeah, was yeah. Violent. <laughs> we'll make sure you know we we tweet it out there again. So when you guys are listening to this, as, as you guys listen to this, take a couple more minutes. You know, get the visual, the visual effect. Dana White looking for a fight, and then um, I'll tweet it out. You know, so will my man Dino. Yeah, no doubt. We might be able to sneak. We might be able to get TJ to do it if we pay him a little bit. Oh, I'm <laughs> here. I'll, 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 I'll tweet it. I'm on it. TJ, quiet <laughs> as hell. He quiet as hell. Like, uh, 
Hey, 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 hey! I'm a bu- I'm a businessman. You know, I I, I you gotta, gotta be a businessman. Right. I learned from the best, Tyron Woodley. Got to. And speaking of Tyron Woodley, go ahead, Dino. Dino, you know what's funny? I haven't talked to you since I snapped. Before you ask me what I'm on, what were you seeing your boy going off? Did you want to calm me down or did you just want to say, man, we've been holding on to this for so long. We let this chump bump his guns. Just let him go. Yeah, you know what? In this this case, I did. I was kind of like, just let him go because you have been like, like holding your tongue for like, like a year, like two years. Like yeah. since you became champ, you've been holding your tongue. And, um, yeah, honestly, man, like normally I would be like Tyron, chill, man, chill, you know, not at the time, but honestly, I was, I was all for it, man. Like he's been talking. So it's my, it's about time you say something. Yeah. You know, so for you fans, I, I'm pretty sure some of you guys know, but, um, Kobe Covington, RDA fought for what we call the boo-boo belt. Um, TJ, I was on TJ's show the other day. He tried to call it some type of um, interim, nah, 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 but we're going to call it what it is, the boo-boo belt. Um, and I remain quiet, guys. I didn't go ham. I didn't say, oh, my God, because people don't like when I do that. They don't like when I speak truth half the time. They take it as me race-baiting, um, complaining. So I found that those things have never helped me. So I've been focusing more so on business, things outside of the octagon, rehabbing and getting ready to get back in the octagon and not so much on saying why is this fight happening because technically guys i fought july 29th of 2017 i haven't even been out a year and i don't know i don't want to pull stats but i don't think to my knowledge any other champion that's been out less than a year who's actually prepared to fight now has had an interim title fight place in his division so i just took it with a grain of salt Maybe right now it's actually pumping the fight up. I ain't never want to fuck. Pardon my French. I know my I know my Christian listener from um, American Top Team that pulled me to the side and quoted scriptures to me. Matthew six and thirty three. I ain't never want to fuck somebody up so bad in my life. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, so, I you know what I, I remember you said that one other time man, and that was against Robbie. You were like, man, I'm gonna fuck him up, and. Yeah. And yeah, man, like That's, I think this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame that I got a. It's a shame that I got a body dudes from American Top Team. You know, um, the the thing about it is, Robbie came to American Top Team after a long career, and it was kind of a kind of a like it's kind of a cool addition to the team. It's like a Durant that came on to you know the the, the Warriors. Yeah. Um, but I'm a guy that started like a lot of people don't know this. Dan. I was a training partner slash coach for you, Tiago Alves, Eve Edwards. And I was a bag of bones for the entire gym. I had a few amateur fights, but that was it. I wasn't a fighter yet. I hadn't yeah. even decided if I was going to fight. I remember you coming out to the SIUE, laying out in the grass, enjoying the breeze. And I was actually an assistant wrestling coach for a team. That was my full-time job. So I, I remember I, when that. I, when I finally got into the sport and I decided, you know what, let me try this for myself. I was a guy that was an American top team fighter from amateur my first fight into my last fight. I've never not been an American top team fighter. So the thing about that is I take pride in the squad. I take pride in what it stands for, the tradition that it was rooted in, the excellence that is, you know, all the champions and all the, the great fighters of the years um, and past and the years to come. So when someone disrespects the team and makes a fucking mockery of us and make a joke of the sport and disrespects the martial arts, I got smoke with him. And I told Dan yeah. today, 
I said, when I kick his ass, I want him off the team. I don't want to. I don't want to swing it. And I, you know me, I ain't never said that. Now, yeah, I, I know. Hey, me, and, me and Hector had some smoke. You know, we squashed our beef. You know, Hector has never asked for me to get kicked off the team. I never asked, and we had we had we had a little moment right there, but we yeah. squashed it. You know what I mean? We we came to our differences. But in this situation, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for the Brazilian fighters, as he is training with mostly Brazilian fighters in the gym. He's all play, and this ain't a joke to me. And you should take it personal, Dean, because you built, you're one of the, the pillars in the fucking, um, the pillars and staples in the sport that helped build this sport. For him to play around with the sport and make it this this game and this entertainment, it's not cool. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely taking a different approach. <laughs> His own unique approach, man, and he has to be careful. And I've always said this, he has to be careful because... I mean, this is, it's not, I mean, obviously it's a pro wrestling approach, but this is not pro wrestling. These are people's yeah. lives that he's yeah. dealing with. And these are real things that he's dealing with. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I wish he took a different, a slightly different approach and didn't get so personal sometimes. I mean, it was, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of foul a bit, but you know what? Yeah. Listen, it, it got him it's to this position. Hey, and this is what he wanted. Sport. So now he can, now, now guess what he get? They think they want some. They don't really want none. <laughs> so he's going to find that out real quickly when he get across to the octagon for me. And, you know, yeah. I'm not going to be nice. And I'm not going to be um, talking sweet nothings about him. I'm going to expose him and how he's conspiring these things and writing these things out and, you know, has someone scripting it up for him and, and text messages he's sending me. Hey, man, you know, I'm just trying to build up the fight, man. I want to see you at the end of the tunnel, man. And, you know, I'm just trying to make money, man. This is what you did, too. And, you know, don't hate on me, man. You know, good luck in your next fight. And I say, okay, well, I'm not just gonna respond to you, man. You got your, you know, five minutes of fame. If that's what you feel like you need to do, go ahead, man. And I just blocked him and let him do it. And I was quiet for all. I never responded. Never mm-hmm. wanted to bring his name up. Never wanted to give him attention. But now, brother, you are in a position. You walking around with a doodle belt and you acting like it's real and you about to get smoked. Yeah, but here, but here's my thing, man. Like so, and and I talked about this yesterday with uh, Kendrick Johnson and Matthew Wells on the slip and dip podcast, whatever. I think that's the name of it, but you know, so he's, you know, kind of bringing this whole truck. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one. It's only, it's the only one that matters, <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but, you know, Kobe's bringing in this whole Trump aspect of it. And for me, he, that's, I, I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but it's, it's hard to tell, but it's very, it's a very dangerous thing to do, man, to bring in that Trump aspect, especially, when he's fighting you, you know See, what I'm saying? This because is the thing. This is the thing. He did that on purpose. Yeah. He brought in the Trump thing because he's fighting an African American fighter, and he knows that that's going to ruffle the feathers. He I did know. the same thing with the Brazilian. He did, did the same thing when he was talking about um, talking about uh, what is his name? So Bisbing's eye. Um, yeah. The thing that he has to watch if he starts to get into the race thing is some people from Ferguson, Missouri, without even my <laughs> request. We'll take him off this earth. But that, and that's, and that's what I'm saying. And you got to be careful saying. with that. Yeah. Somebody be- needs to talk to him and pipe him down because some some of this is play, but to some people it's real. Yeah. Some people have called me, and when I put that bag on his head, figuratively speaking, on my social media, some people was calling and inquiring what the ticket was. Yeah, yeah. But and that's And that's my point is that, you know, even, let's say he didn't, let's say, I mean, obviously you know the direction he's going with it, 
But let's, you know, I'm not going to call Kobe a racist. That's not what I'm saying. But it's kind of an irresponsible irresponsible thing to do because you know that he's going to get this support from some racist groups. I'm going to call him a racist because he's racist to every nationality. He's racist to whites. He's racist to blacks. He's racist to Brazilians. He's racist to people that wear glasses. Even if you're even if you're premeditating, it's all part of a script. I'm not willing to say certain things. I don't give a heck what it is. If it's not a, a movie where I'm getting paid to do it for that moment, I'm not going to build up a fight utilizing hurtful things. That especially when you're talking about you know a country and people that take pride in certain things and you know what I mean politics and all that other stuff. Like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruffle those feathers. But at the end yeah. of the day, like you said, he's doing what he thinks he needs to do. He just got to be careful. I'm not going to tell him. What I'm not going to let her do is I'm not going to let it get to me the way the RDA did. RDA yeah, yeah, yeah. go out there and prove a point. And I've always said the skill-wise, the skill set, RDA had more tools. But when it comes down to the mindset, we had never seen RDA deal with a fighter and deal with emotion. He would have had his first chance against Conor McGregor. That didn't happen. Right. And this is the first time we've seen an emotion of a fighter fight another guy that's doing it on purpose to get to him. So I'm in that same bucket. I've mostly respected everybody I fought. There's been nobody, really. Most people I actually admire and respect. This is going to be mm-hmm. the first person that I wouldn't piss on if they were on fire. So now what our job is, me, you, Duke, and um, Eric Brown and whoever else in the squad, is to maintain the competitive edge we've had against everybody, to keep me competitive, yeah. to keep me strategic. Yes, train hard. Yes, try to fuck him up. Yes, try to hurt him. Yes, try to make him retire. But do it within the strategy. And don't let yeah. his antics, and don't let his mouth take me out of the bubble. And I've already known that right when this fight was, you know, um, this fight happened, they haven't even announced it. But we all know it's going to happen. Like, this yeah. is not, like you don't even got to call me. Just tell me tell me what the cash look like. Come <laughs> yeah. talk bread to me. Come talk what it is. And then let's get it going. That's all you got to do. And that's, that's always, when I thought about this fight, that's going to be the hardest part. You yeah, can, you in shape and you pressure. How are you gonna take me down? You gonna right, take me right, right. what? Them them garbage wrist punches? No, you are gonna get hurt, bro. And when you get to my leg, you are gonna pay with elbows. And when you get yeah. spinning, you are gonna keep diving desperately, and you are gonna get hit with uppercuts like Andre Gaval. And then you are gonna be yeah. standing there looking stupid. And I'm gonna talk to you, and I'm gonna dance on you, and I'm gonna tell the referee to back up. He need to feel some more. It ain't been enough yet. He ain't learned his lesson yet. I might make him call me the chosen one in there. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, he is just disrespectful to the point where um, the, the, the sport um, the sport just needs to see him uh, get whooped up. Yeah. I just I just want you to stay focused, man, and not really. Because like I said, that racial component, man, I, I promise you, it's going to get heavy if it... It's going to come know, It's going to get heavy. Yeah. That's not going to bother me. But, but the, the, the thing that, you know, just being honest with you, and I know we have... For you guys, listen up. This is the first time me and Dean's talk since the fight. And I haven't seen the fight yet, guys. So I haven't seen the fight, but I'm assuming it was a high-paced wrestling match. He threw a couple yeah. swatting punches and got in close and took him down. And he did it over and over and again. He did it enough times when he got an unanimous decision. Um, I don't know if people know the stats, but it's a person on this phone that has the highest takedown defense. Not in welterweight, in the history of the UFC. The history. So and I tell you what, it ain't me. <laughs> if he want, if he want to play those types of games, you know, and think that's what he's gonna do, I'm gonna challenge it to him. I'm gonna challenge him. Fight me, 
I bet you, I, for every time you try to touch my leg and every time you try to take me down, you owe me 10 grand. Let's make a bet. I ain't going to try to take you down one time, the whole fight. Every time you go for a takedown. No, no, you want to fight? You want to make this, this division great again? You want to fight? People want to see hands thrown. They don't want to see wrestling and grappling. We can take it to the mat throwing a single in if that's what you want to do. I, I challenge I challenge the queefing team, one. I challenge you $10,000. Every time you touch my leg or grab me and try to take me down, you owe me ten grand. Hell yeah. We'll see well, this let's, fight. We'll, we'll see, let, hey, we'll let's print fight. that. We'll see, we'll see this fight in and we'll see this fight in and the lickety split. I might beat the, I might beat the knockout of Robbie. <laughs> hey man, let's print that ten grand a takedown. Ten grand a takedown. Every time you touch my leg, ten ten bags. Give it up. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, man. Wow, fucking Kobe. Who would have yeah. thought, huh? Who would have thought? Yeah, the the little guy that couldn't even get down to try to get him in the UFC <laughs> came up on last minute notice, fight pass in in Asia, then talked himself into an ass whooping. Good for you. You make the extra 200 grand and it'll be your last fight ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I, I'll tell you what, man. I do, I do look forward to, to getting prepared for that and camp for that. Oh like it's been, a, it's been a minute. That's why. And I remember telling you a couple weeks ago, man. When like it's like I don't you know, it was like a coming, month ago. Right? You felt it. Yeah, and I just said, I said, I can't wait to. I said, I can't wait to get in camp. And we, it was like over a text, and you were just yeah. like, well, you know, I'm just doing my thing in L.A. And and I was like, man, but. It's it's I know it's coming. I just can't wait to get in camp. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. I'm excited. But you've been watching I, me though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's go time. It's go time. And I ain't gonna tell my secrets, but some extra tools coming with me this time. Yeah, I'm just I mean, I, and really like I'm also excited to be working with Duke again. Like I've I've been wanting to work with Duke again for a while, man. And you know I'm just kind of excited about this getting back, getting back in Milwaukee, getting getting away from some nonsense. And just yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be tough, you know, because because you know, some people in American Top Team they know what he's doing, so they they just kind of going with it. And you know, no matter what, it, the bad thing, you know, that I, the one thing I don't like, sometimes it feels as if it's, man, sometimes it's like uh, obtain a belt at any cost. Mm-hmm. And and I do think it's I do I do think it's a method in which you do it. It can't be some respect in there, but I think it's. No matter how he got it, get the belt. No matter what he had to do to get there, get the belt. And it, it takes a little bit of the martial art aspect out. And that's that's my only issue with it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm just, uh, you know, it made, it made Dan happy. So, like, if Dan's happy, I'm like, all right, I'm cool with it. You know, but um, but now it's time to pay up, you know. Yeah. Well, I told Dan, I said, well. It's iron, you know, it's always good to get a belt. I hate that I'm back in the same situation as I was with Robbie. And I was just like, well, you know, you're in a different situation. Because I'm trying to F him up like never before. Your, your fighter's going to get hurt. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I can't say it no other way. There's nothing nice I'm going to do to him. Yeah. I mean, it's always uncomfortable for me, too, because, you know, at the end of the day, people always are going to want to pick sides, and they always choose sides. And they've already picked a side, though, so you yeah. should be cool. Yeah, <laughs> they already picked a side. You think you think is uh, like I'm not going to name people, but we know who they are. They've already picked a side. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's evident. You know, like like Drake said, I can feel the fake love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel yeah, the true, fake love. True, so true. It is what it is. Yeah. But what else you got going on, man? We can talk about this Kobe thing all night. I know that's a hot topic. 
I know. I got, um, hey, I got, I got, a, I got a shot dropping in the next two weeks, guys. It's entitled "Beach." I'll beat your ass. It's very suiting for the situation at hand. Uh, I got an album coming out um, <laughs> slightly after that. Um, Escape Plan Two, Sylvester Stallone, Batista, Fifty Cent, myself. Um, yeah, when does that come out? out? June twenty ninth. It's coming out. It's coming out okay. at the end of this month. June twenty ninth. This one is actually going digital. So um, it's in theaters in in China. Something about digital now. Brightwind Digital with Will Smith. Um, all mm-hmm. these series, Netflix, and um, these other digital places, man. They they gonna put cable and um, movies out of business. So. I know. I know. Yeah, so. yeah that's not yeah. so. I saw the, I saw the trailer of that man. It looked badass actually. Dope, right? Yeah. And then move the fuck out. Got a Nigerian accent, boy. I didn't see. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch that part. Like I didn't. Yeah, yeah, we we gotta save something. We gotta save something. No, you just saw the accent. <laughs> Well, I can't well, wait to hear that Nigerian. I can't wait to hear that, hear that shit. You sound like Michael <laughs> 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 Blackson. Oh, that's gonna be hilarious. So, yeah, man. So that, that's all I got going, man. Too, man. I, I head out to LA, and obviously, I got to do. I'm doing a Fortnite tournament. Okay. Um, whew. And I just played it today for the first time. I got all my nephews, my sons over here. They're teaching me, giving me the the, the idiot cliff notes on how to play Fortnite. And this is a tournament. Like these gamers, YouTube gamers are like dead as ten toes down, legit in it. And I text the guy, I say, "Hey man, you know, um, I'm terrible at this game. I really have never played it, and um, I know we up for a tournament. The the grand prize is three million. Um, oh shit! I just want to be, I just want to be honest with you that um, I'm gonna talk mad shit. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it real interesting. People gonna think it's funny as hell, but. You might have to hold hold the weight with both of us. I tell you what, y'all about to get smoked because, like, you know, these kids, this is all they do, man. If you don't know how to play that shit, you about to get so what smoked. It is, it's a pro-am. So the, the pros are, there's like 10 YouTubers that everybody knows that's, like, famous for, famous for um, actually um, this game and other games. There's mm-hmm. one celebrity that's basically really amateurs. So I think he's kind of ready to, you know, kind of hold the weight a little bit. But um, I don't think he knows how much he's going to have to hold the weight. Yeah. Like, bro. <laughs> Can't even lie to you like that, my man. I, listen, I, uh, I couldn't even fathom the idea of playing no damn game. Like, you I'm horrible. Super Nintendo, boy. It's true. I'm horrible at video games. <laughs> I'm horrible at video games, man. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Yeah, so I, so Tyron, I don't know if you saw it yet, but I, I came out with a little short film recently myself. I saw, I saw, I saw the. I didn't get to see all of it, but I saw the initial scene. We yeah, had an inner monologue when you were at the bar, and then I saw the strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, so he was holding it together. So yeah, people don't understand how hard acting is. Like yeah. that scene, like that the 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 inner monologue of just basically the facial expressions. You got to read, man. Something's going on. I'm stressed out. I'm in this bar. You know, things that hit the fan, and like they can't read that. Acting is not easy. And no. I've always been a fan of you, man. You've never, you know, you never stopped working at it, you know, whether it's been plays, improv, movies, shorts. So I have, I have took a peek at it, and I am going to complete it. So, yeah, it, it's my mom, my mom looked at it though. She, um, wiping her eyes, she was crying. Oh, really? Yeah, it's deep, yeah. man. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I've had that's a couple, I, wanna, I mean, yeah, I I've had a couple people tell me that's that. That's why I want to sit down. I want to sit down yeah. and watch it. Like, I saw it on the plane, and I'm like, you know what? I'm dozing. 
I said, no, I want to give my man the, the real support. I want to watch it, you know, when I got time to sit down and actually really, really watch it, watch it. Yeah, I've had, it was, it was a problem. See, my goal is to make people feel something. And I've had, yeah. like, people come up to me and was like, man, I shed a tear. And I was like, I did my job, you know, so. Well, what's the name of the show for all the people to know? So it's called it it's Sandbox Memories. So check out Sand, Sandbox Memories. Sandbox Memories. Make sure y'all check yeah, it out. Check that out, yeah. Wow, beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Man. We got listen. This is what this is what we do, man. Like everybody thinks that like MMA is like is our our life and it's encompassing our life. I mean, it's it's a big part of our life. But listen, we got a lot of shit going on, man. Like regardless, yeah, and that's what's so funny when people are like, oh, you in Hollywood, you in Tim. No, I didn't choose to do TMZ over fighting. I had a, a serious injury that called a major surgery, a huge slap tear, and I recovered. I got done in five months. It's usually six to eight, sometimes a year. In five mm-hmm. months, the doctor said, I'm ready for you to get in there and fight again. So that's that's on top of the, the rehab, just constantly trying to put myself. And I know you do the same thing. You coach an entire team, up-and-coming fighters, veteran fighters. You're being the babysitter to some. Some people, you know, need more work than others. Some guys are just great people to work with, like myself. And then, um, and then you got your own stuff, man. You still... Every night you're doing plays, you're writing, you're a reader. That's one thing I need to pick up. I need to start reading more. But, yeah, you know. And we got to link up, man. It's been too long, D. I know, man. I, I, I saw, I was like, man, when did you got? Like, I was trying to get to L.A. a couple of times when you was out there. But just, man, I've come been tomorrow. on so many fight trips. Tomorrow. Come, come, come tomorrow and watch me <laughs> I, um, get schooled in this video game. <laughs> I wish, D3. man. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, um, actually, we're, we're filming another episode of Looking for a Fight uh, okay. on Thursday, I think I leave two Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember, but hey man, I miss I miss um the unfiltered podcast on accident, man. So hopefully, uh, Matt Sarah and um, Jim Norton are looking for a fight. Um, so I apologize to them brothers. I'm oh, you missed? How'd Wednesday. you miss it? Man, I, I, my phone was dead. I had some stuff going on today. My phone died, and to be honest, I just really double booked. I had a meeting. When I came back out, I had messages. So I left my phone in the car to charge, but um. You know, you know me, man. I, I'm a professional. I never miss stuff like that. Even if I'm tired, cut away, I don't feel like it. I'm usually good to my word. So I had to apologize to my man Jim Norton and uh, Matt Sarah. Hopefully, they not too mad at me. Oh, I didn't know that. I, he didn't. He didn't even. He didn't mention that to me. So they probably today. forgot that today. word. Yeah, it was today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I, I texted him and left a message. So and if he he didn't reply back, so make sure hit him up for me to make sure that you know make sure I have to punch him in the stomach. Kick him in the <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him, just, man. Mason. I know he's sensitive about his stomach. <laughs> he sure is. He hates when people talk about that. But that's funny. That's why. That's why I always crack on him about that. Oh man, hilarious. So what else, T Wood? Man, that's it for me, man. Just that, you know, just trying to be healthy. You know, um, like I said, I got my um, movie coming out, Escape Plan Two, June 29th. Stallone, Batista, Fifty Cent, myself. Some other actors, Jesse Metcalf, some other guys that you guys might know. Um, got my single coming out, Beat Your Ass, with a strong feature I can't name yet. It's going to be a surprise. But a strong feature on that is going to be coming out next couple weeks. And then, um, you know, we about to get back in training camp, you know. Yeah. So, roll. Well, so as far as, like, training camp goes, like, if you had your choice, when would you want to fight, get this fight to happen? You know, I wanted to fight in L.A., um, but to mm-hmm. be honest, 
you know, I'm, I'm just taking a different approach. And I, I know you've noticed it is people, fans are, fans are like this. Some fighters can talk about who they want to fight and fans are with it. Some fighters do it and they're not. I'm one of those fighters and I just got to know the deck of cards I'm dope. Fans don't want to hear me talk about when, who, and where. I got to fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. And that's the way that they're going to relate to me. So Dana hasn't called me. He hasn't reached out about the fight. But I'm 100% in on the fight. And the date that, you know, whatever, you know, I think God sees fit, whatever, you know, um, whatever moment um, that makes the most sense to have me fight, that's what I'm going to fight. You know, I'm not going to try to force myself on a card because it's in California at the Staples Center. I'm not going to try to force myself um, on a card because it's a Connor or John and try to piggyback. I'm going to mm-hmm. fight when it's time to fight. And whenever that is, it's going to be perfect timing and we're going to be ready. And um, it's going to go down. Don't get ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I I was thinking like, I don't know when Kobe would be ready. I mean, it's you know, it's he didn't seem like he was hurt or anything like that. So, I mean, he said he really wasn't hurt. I mean, he, I don't know why. I mean, somebody even sent him down somewhere. I mean, just let him have his moment. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna fight in November in Madison. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you so stupid. How do you make that? What's the, what's the noise again? How do you? How do you <laughs> I'm gonna take you down and watch your, cause that's what people. I'm gonna take you down and watch your spirit leave. Oh man! Drink a glass and shut the hell up. You know, come on. Uh, hey, so you still um. How, are you still doing Fox and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm still doing Fox. Still doing Fox. Okay. Yeah, I subbed in a few times UFC tonight. I've been very active on um, UFC on Fox. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm surprised they didn't have me work this uh, past weekend uh, when he was at the fight. Or had me there. I wasn't even at the fight. They probably knew he was going. They said, you know what? Don't bring Tyron out here. This dude going to say some bullshit to him. He's going to get out that cage. And um, it's going to be real smoking um, in the night in the arena. Yeah, that kind of almost doesn't make a lot of sense to not have yeah. you there. Yeah, I was wondering. Like, I wasn't there. They didn't, like, I'm seeing, like, um, what's his name? Kelvin Gaslam was there. I guess he was watching for the, for the middle of the fight. Yeah. And the mother guys was there. I'm like, why would not be there? I could. I was available. Why didn't yeah, I work the, the desk? I was in yeah. L.A. I could have worked the desk. And then and they were like, oh, hey, call in. I'm like, I ain't going to call in. So, what's your relationship <laughs> now? Be, now, what's your relationship like now with uh, Michael Bisbing? Because I know he, you know, he's heavily, you know, he's still involved in, with Fox and, and the, you know, the analytical side. Is I mean, me, he, me, me and Bisbing always give each other crap, but we actually respect each other. We never, we never really like. Man, I really did want to fight him, and I think he would have fought me at one point in time. So you realize that, yeah, fighting a look, but um, yeah, I just wanted to fight him because he had a belt, and I thought it'd been a cool thing for me to. Gonna grab another belt, but now I got a feeling he's gonna be extra friendly to me, and Kenny Floyd's gonna be extra friendly to me, and John Jones recently was extra friendly to me. Everybody just want to see this dude get his ass whooped. It's so true, man. All kind of, all kind of helping love. That's what I was thinking too. Well, I, and I, heard, I saw his, the interview. Some of his family gonna call me. <laughs> some of his family <laughs> gonna call me and tell me, "Yeah, if you punch him in the right side, because he was a kid, he had an irregular floating rib. You can take him out." <laughs> Yeah, because I saw the interview with him with him and Kobe, and he kind of got in Kobe's ass. 
and then you could just kind of see like the disdain he has towards towards him. I mean, I don't know how legit it was, but I mean, he was. He I mean, Kenny held it together. Kenny has an even worse um, disposition with Kobe, but he held it together because he wanted to be the professional. Because Kobe said some BS about him, and um, I didn't hear exactly what Disney said. I heard the beginning of it, but I know Kobe was taking shots at um, Disney. I was just kind of a kind of a weak move. Yeah, yeah, he, he took some shots at him, but. You know, Bisping's he's quick and he's witty, man. He's like he's not the guy you really want to try to get into a match, you know, match words, but if you ain't if you ain't used to that, you know. Yeah, but, Bis- uh, Bisping's yeah. good at that. Yeah. So that's why I was kinda wondering, like, because now that he's not fighting and there's no like chance of him ever fighting you, you know, guys get real nice to you. And then the fact that like, you know, he had his little words with Kobe, I'm sure Bisping gonna be all for real, real friendly with you now. Yeah, you, you know, the funny thing is I already talked to Kenny about training with Kenny before this fight, uh-huh. you know, just because, you know, he's he's really focused on jiu-jitsu now. And, you know, just because of the style of fights I've been having, we mm-hmm. haven't really had a, a lot of times to really heavily, heavily focus on jiu-jitsu. So I just kind of start playing seeds early. Then I got a, a certain conditioning guy in L.A. when I'm out there. And then mm-hmm. me and Eric Brown, it's time to go to work, coach. I mean, training with Hino. And then I'm even linking back up with Antonio McKee. One of the best really? conditioned MMA guys out there. So yeah. I made these moves a month ago. So now it's like, now it's time to do it and pull the trigger on them. And uh, when I'm out there doing my deal, you know, I'm going to be ready. I don't know when I'm going to fight, but um, just getting in shape. Like, to be honest, his only advantage to any welterweight with a, with a brain on their neck is his pace and his ability yeah. to keep pushing and going for the takedown time and time again. Conditioning is a controllable variable. You can control that. Yeah, you can yeah. control what type yeah. of condition you're in. He can't control his punching power. He can't control I'm a better wrestler than him. He can't control I'm a better grappler than him. He can't control the fact that I'm faster, I'm stronger. He can't control any of that. When he get in there, his one attribute is pressure, conditioning, and closing space. When you yeah. walk into some punches and somebody know how to hit you and know how to feed straight down the middle on the wrist punches, he's going to have a problem. Yeah. RDA was hooking him. You you don't you don't hook with a hooker. You go straight down yeah, yeah, yeah. straight pipe right, down the middle. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I ain't gonna give up all my secrets. Yeah, I'm about to say let's not give away to the how about listen, and I and I definitely wanted to before we cut out, man, I definitely want to get your take on this, man, because you know my man's been catching a lot of heat. So like the CM Punk fight, you know, see the CM Punk fight, Michael Mike Jackson took a lot of heat from that fight for not finishing him. Dana kind of blasted him and like people were blasting him. But even CM Punk took a lot of criticism for that fight. What's your take on that? My take on it is this, you know, did they try to bring him in or to fight the number five welterweight in the world? No. They brought him a guy. The guy now has an opportunity. He's now in the UFC. Make the best of it. CM Punk is a G. He worked his butt off. He trained anybody that trains the way that he did, and the, the humility he had when we met him the first day. Yeah, you would I have never that. known that that was his first day at Rufus Sport. Our yeah. first day was his first day. He was so down to earth for a guy of his stature that he will forever have my respect, and he will forever um, be deemed as somebody that deserves to be in the octagon because he trains his butt off. There's so mm-hmm. many guys that have been around the sport forever, and lazy as that thing. And they in there. So they everybody can miss me. You got a problem with punk, you got a problem with me. Yeah, yeah. I honestly I feel the same way about that, man. I was like, I mean, this dude is a legit gym rat, man. Like he was the first yeah. dude in, last dude out. And when it private, came to the fight, man, private, yeah, doing private lessons. Up. And when it came to the fight, man, like he didn't give up. 
And you could tell, like, he enjoyed the moment. He just wanted to be there and fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's so many fighters that, that are in the game now that, that don't they don't really want to fight. They're just kind of showing up to get a paycheck. And that's not CM Punk, man. CM Punk didn't show up to get a paycheck. He showed up to do his thing, man. And that was to just, you know, live live that dream out. And he trained for it, prepared for it. I was proud of him, man. Like, regardless of the outcome, I was proud of him. And I, I don't think that he should have taken that criticism that he did. Yeah, I agree. I agree, my man. hundred percent. Now, what was that noise? Would you sound like um? My mama got this um um new high tech security system, um five ninety nine from Walmart. You put a battery in there when you open that door. I'm gonna go. Oh hell no! And and lastly, so I and I was so I was at the fight with um. And it's it's a bit old and a bit outdated, but I was at the fight with Darren Till and Wonderboy. What do you think of that fight? We never talked about that. You know, I, to be honest, I, I don't want to sound like I'm not watching. I didn't watch the fight yet. Oh, really? No kidding. Because because, because when I'm not fighting a person, then yeah, I watch. We, me and you watch so much film of these dudes. I yeah. don't have to watch them unless I'm about to fight them. So honestly, now, I agree, now I agree. that now that I see that Kobe won, I'll go back and watch the fight and some other yeah. other fights. No, nah, I, I, honestly, I'm kind of the same way. I don't watch a lot of fights just because I watch so much fights studying guys. But um, I happen, I happened to be there. You know, I was in, I was in Liverpool. A lot so, of people thought um, Wonderboy won. I thought Wonderboy won too. You know, yeah. I thought he did. I thought he did enough, man. Like he was, he was hitting the target, and he was. I thought he was controlling it, man. I, you know, Darren Till was taking shots, but. You know, he just he just looked like he was winning, you know, by walking forward and making faces. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of that kind of has an effect. And like every time he would throw something, whether it hit or not, the crowd went wild. So I think the crowd kind of had a had a, a factor in the decision and just the fact that like Darren Till was just kind of making faces, ugly faces and, you know, kind of showboating a little bit. I thought that kind of got him to nod. But, you know, either way, uh, it is what it is. Who cares? Right. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, man, 100%. And then on that note, we're going to wrap this joint up because I something telling me, Tyler, you've been talking way too much stuff on the Internet, on Instagram, on Twitter, going back and forth. I done had to call somebody and curse them out today. So guys <laughs> telling me, this is you guys got the last dose. Yeah, I got what y'all wanted. I went ham. Yeah, I won't see no more ham from me until the press conference. So this, Yeah, I'm uh, taking I'm your phone with you, man. Yeah, I know. My mom just, just told me. Your phone. <laughs> I got four text messages I'm reading right now. People telling me, hey, what you doing? Let me get that phone. My PR people are like, hey, hey, Tyron. Yep, that'll be enough right there. Yep, uh, yeah. that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so. so, all right, mama. Hey, man, it was good. Let's 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 catch up soon, man, and face-to-face in person and kick it. Thank and you. Then let's, uh, let's put another episode together for the, for the people, man. Everybody want to sure. hear what we talk about. And you people just listen to the Morning Woods show. With these nuts. The Morning Wood Show with D's Nuts. is a TJ DeSantis production. Its content is intended for private use only.